Welcome to the Prosperity Gap, where we discuss the financial gap that exists between where we are and where we should be. It's time to bridge that gap. Welcome back to the show. My name is Dave Hall. I will be your host today. Very excited about the opportunity to be talking to you again about finance, all those big decisions that you have to make in your life. If you have not yet taken the opportunity, please subscribe to the show so you can learn about these very important topics that we talk about. Today's show is going to be a great show. We're actually going to talk about one of the three key secrets that I offer when we talk about how to get financially free and filling the prosperity gap that you have. And to do that today, I've got with me Daniela Flores. Daniela, how are you? Good. How are you, Dave? I'm doing really good. Very excited for today's show. We've had kind of a process between you and I to get this show put together. And so I appreciate your holding in here because I do think that the information that you have is so critical to those who are watching and listening to our show. Yes, thank you for having me back on. I'm so sorry about, you know, the last kind of hiccups we've encountered, technical difficulties and et cetera. No, that's just part of technology. It's part of the process. Uh, very happy to be spending some more time together. So there's two big things that I want to talk about. There's two things that, that we're going to try to cover today. One is you've paid off a mountain of debt. You and your spouse, you paid off a mountain of debt. And number two, you are a serial side hustler, I guess, for lack of a better word. You have websites and you talk about uh, how people can make extra money and you yourself have used that. So let's start by just sharing a little bit about yourself, kind of the journey that's got you to this point in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I started side hustling when I was probably in high school, when I used to take old clothes and shoes to thrift stores for extra money. I used to do some painting for extra money as well, um, when I used to be more of a painter and an illustrator. And then later into my adult life, that kind of transformed into actually my spouse and I resell online. So we resell guitars, designer handbags, kind of a collectible items like certain monopolies, like Game of Thrones monopoly boards and Funkos, that kind of weird stuff. And then I opened up my site, I like to dabble.com, kind of around side hustling as well as kind of helping people get out of debt and then the different journeys they are in their side hustle. You know, some people start gigging and doing stuff for side cash, then eventually they find something they want to do, place their full time job, or they may not have like a stable full time job and they want to kind of open their own business for self-employment. So if you go back to those early days when you first started that first business, was that something that parents had kind of encouraged you to do? What was the inspiration to say, look, I want to make extra money and this is a great way to do it? I had kind of a spending problem in high school when I, you know, I started working actually probably at the age of 14. But when I got my own car and had, you know, started paying my own bills kind of when I was 16 with car insurance, um, some car payments, my cell phone bill. I remember this when I worked at a movie theater when I got paid, I would spend the entire paycheck that weekend. So my set hustling actually came from kind of a toxicity of spending too much and overcompensating. But now I'm like, I could be using this to benefit myself rather than trying to play up all the time. That's super cool that it happened that way. So you ended up with a substantial amount of debt as well. I mean, there's obviously people got way more debt than you have, but you made a commitment to get focused on it to start paying it off. Can you talk a little bit about that journey? One, how you got to the debt that you had. And then number two, that process of getting out of it, the commitments you had to make. Yeah. So the debt that I had, I had my $1,000 student loan, which I paid off in May this year. I also had some hospital bills due to an accident I had back in 2014. 
my wife had some credit card bills as well. The thing with my student debt was it was so difficult at the time I actually got laid off from my first job out of college and I was trying to pay back my loan and the loan company had recommended for me to go into forbearance, which was, you know, not the thing to do, <laughs> but I still did it. And then that interest occurred in the background without me knowing, cause I didn't self-educate myself on what was going on with forbearance because there is consolidation where you get yourself into trouble with higher interest rates, but if it's lower interest rates, it's better. Or I could have looked at maybe if I qualified for refinance or maybe forgiveness, but I, I wasn't really presented with those options until later on when I was actually in a better situation. And I was like, oh, I can finally pay off my loans. So that was the beginning of this year. And I finally paid off those student loans. My wife and I had paid off before that, the lower amounts, which was my hospital bills and the credit card debt, which wasn't that much. And then um, we're still working on that auto loan. So what role is your spouse played in this? What's that relationship been like? Are you both been on the same page and working together on this? Uh, what are your attitudes as you approach it? So that's an interesting question because as most partnerships are, a lot of people aren't on the same page. And in the beginning, we really weren't, I mean, when we first got together, we weren't, both of us weren't that, that responsible with money. We kind of just spent it as it came. And then we kind of got educated on it together. You know, we always ask each other before we try to make these big decisions, just rather than go and running and doing it. And yeah, we just kind of discuss as much as we can. Communication's very important and we're still working on that. Yeah, it's definitely a lifetime process. I mean, that's one of the things that we talk, talk about all the time. But the cool thing is, is you are working together. And even if there are differences to begin with, is the more that you can work together on these topics and you're seeing it yourself, the more you're working together on your finance, the sooner or later you start getting all of that stuff figured out. It starts coming together. And, and over time, you get to a point is like, man, I can't believe how much I paid off. If you were to look at this 32000 how long has it been now? How long has it taken you guys to get to this point? Um, so actually, when we started shipping away that 32000 we didn't really start until two years ago from May. So I remember it was two years in May that we paid off 32000 I was probably a little higher now because once you check that auto loan, we have been trying to pay more on that every month. We didn't really start until I actually started my blog. And when I started my blog, I started reading up more on things because as I was formulating articles and pieces, the more research I kind of fell into and then the more other bloggers I found and other resources like podcasts. And then actually got my own button gear kind of with my own debt too, like to get it done faster, even though, you know, for a lot of people, that's not, that's not uh, an option to be able to do it that quickly, but I mean, we're very fortunate to be able to. Yeah, but it is amazing though, how quickly it can happen. I think many people look at these big financial debts that they get into this financial mess and they think it's going to take me 10, 20 years to get out of it. Oftentimes it's not the case. And a lot of it comes back to things that you're saying. One of them is educating yourself and getting your mind right, saying, look, I need to get myself to where I understand this in a way. And once we understand it, we start making better decisions. And then two, as you look at it, it's like, okay, now then we need to start working together and making some commitments. And part of that's been with your blog and with putting uh, you know, likes to dabble out there. Talk a little bit about what you're accomplishing there. You'd mentioned before that some of it's financial education, but a lot of it's side hustle. Are you helping people come up with ideas for side hustling or just trying to get them motivated on what they can accomplish when they do side hustle? The side hustle part of it is we talk about different side hustle ideas. I also interview other entrepreneurs and their own stories, like kind of how they started with side hustles, you know, and that how that kind of like opened the gateway to entrepreneurship and other people um, are still side hustling, never wanting to leave their full-time job. They just do it because um, I actually interviewed a pastor last week and he does a couple of different side hustles and runs two websites on the side of being a youth pastor, which I thought was really interesting. 
and he never plans to leave his full-time job because he believes it's his mission, not just the resources to, oh, this is how you can side hustle, make extra money, reach financial freedom. But the financial freedom part is important because you have to have the tools and resources and kind of that you know, self-education to get there. How, do you, how are you going to save your money, invest it, plan for the future with your retirement and healthcare? And just those kind of, those kind of points, those difficult things that people are having trouble with every day and assess their financial situation. You know, they have the debt. They don't know what to do. Some people, I know some of my readers are even like facing bankruptcy because they have so much debt. And it's really hard to kind of address those issues when I'm trying to talk about entrepreneurship at the same time, because in their minds, like that's nowhere near where they are. That's one of the big issues that many people do have to overcome and have to look at when they're in this situation, especially when you're talking side hustle. If you get the wrong one, obviously it could require substantial amounts of money to get going. And I think that's one of the cool things about a lot of what you've done is you've taken situations where it's like, hey, I can get into these and start making money with very little outlay in the beginning. So I can instantly start getting money if by just putting some time and some effort and taking some of the products you already have. Would you agree with that? Yes, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, because I first started side hustling with little quick ways to make extra money and then, you know, being able to apply those money, extra money to my financial situation and then figuring, I was like, oh, I have this blog. I can monetize this and, you know, I could create something out of it. Relate a lot to my readers where I have a full-time job and it is hard to kind of do all this on the side. Like it is really hard to side hustle and like kind of map your future this way there's a lot of waking up earlier, going to bed later. And it's just, it gets difficult, especially when you have your loved ones and they're like, Hey, I feel like I haven't talked to you in three days. What would you recommend to people that are going down that journey that to stay committed? I mean, how, how do you, it's easy to get started. I think with many things we, I see people all the time, they have great ideas, they get excited. And then like you say, reality hits and it becomes a little more time consuming than maybe they expected. Maybe the money doesn't come in quite as fast as they owe. What is it that helps keep people motivated down that process so that they don't give up and just go back to their old ways and suffer in the debt that they're in? That's a really good question because I uh, suffer with that a lot. Um, it's really hard to, you know, fight burnout when you're working a lot. Um, I like to think of it as, you know, you're not trying to, like, don't look at it as, oh, I'm trying to get all this done in six months. I, you know, I want this success in this short amount of time and everything will be perfect. Like, it's not that way. Like, my roadmap is, it's, I've been doing this for two and a half years. I'm still working my full-time job. Finally registering as an LLC this year, which is, you know, I'm finally getting around to this. If people look at it kind of at a longer what like broader viewers like maybe roadmap this to like three to five years and you won't get so burnt out so easily and want to quit so early because you could be able to look at it or like you know step by step take it day by day not like oh I have to get this done in six months and free from all this full-time job and those things because I mean your full-time job does give you a lot of security and you might want to keep that for a little bit longer. <laughs> I think one of the other th key things too is making sure you're doing something that you really like. I think unfortunately many times just look at the money side of it and say, oh, I can go make money at this, but I really hate doing it. And if we can get in a situation where we're doing something we like, it's pretty easy to keep going every day if you're in a business that you enjoy doing. But yeah, it may take a little bit longer, but you enjoy the process, you enjoy what you're doing, that it makes it pretty easy to keep coming back. Yes. Writing and blogging, that's kind of like, I've always liked artistic expression and drawing. So writing kind of like an extension of that. I've actually never saw myself writing until I started my blog and now I love it. I love it so much. It's like, I don't feel like I'm really working that much when I'm staying up late, you know, getting a post together or uh, just doing extra things on the site. Like how you feel when you're going to a job that doesn't really, you know, you don't really see yourself there in 10 years. Like 
in the future there you see yourself like doing something you really enjoy when you don't feel exhausted as you probably should be then that's good but don't you know don't fall into all these side hustles where you know you're trying to drive for DoorDash all the time or collect scooters or you know side hustles all these different gigs and you're going to get really burnt out if you're not you know, kind of thinking about the future with what you want to do with that. Yeah, you really definitely have to have a plan. You've got to be able to have, be committed to what it is that you're doing. I mean, the cool thing is, is there's so many ways now where you can get money. Again, you talk about uh, driving, yes. doing things in that area. I mean, it's amazing now how easy it is compared to my generation. You know, when I was a kid, and even in my early 20s, it was much harder. The internet wasn't as big as it is obviously now. And then there's a period of time we didn't have the internet. But you look at it and it's like there's so many things that are out there and there's so many companies that are trying to make it easier for people to be able to earn money immediately. Oh, yeah. And I think I want to retract what I said earlier, like driving for DoorDash and little gig, like side gigs like that are really helpful, I guess, you know, if you aren't able to find a full-time job that's stable enough or you hate your job that much that it like crushes your soul to go in there every day. It's, it's great with the gig, get a gig economy now that you can quit your job today and tomorrow you could probably go drive for DoorDash and still cover your expenses while you figure out what you really want to do. And I think that's that's pretty amazing. So, I mean, for, in that respect, those kind of things like DoorDash, Instacart, those are all great things for extra money. And Rover is actually one that I've actually done myself. And those are all great ways to kind of like get yourself in the door of, you know, self-employment. And So do you guys have a lot of options Unlikes to dabble. I mean, are you out? Is there a lot of ideas that people can look at? And if not, how do people come up with the ideas? What's the best thing they can do to try to come up with something that they can do to help them side hustle? Yeah. So we actually have a lot of resources on the site for side hustle ideas using your phone. If you just, you know, looking for different apps, side hustle ideas as ways to side hustle, actually trying to start your own business, like a consulting business or design or freelance business, Um, maybe working with brands and bloggers as like a copywriter. I talk about different interests. So like getting paid to read books, you can get paid to be a voiceover narrator. You actually get paid to read these unfinished manuscripts. And there's like different kind of like just depending on your interests. We talk about different hobbies, talk about passive income ideas, because I'm really trying to build up our passive income streams now. So, you know, in the future, I don't feel so dependent on like that active income because that passive income really does help and compound over time as well. As soon as you get to the site, actually, the first thing you'll see is a opt-in for side hustle ideas. It's just a quick little list and some resources as well to get started. That's, you know, maybe add to the email list and all that stuff. Of course, we don't spam you, but that's kind of the first thing you see when you get to the site is like, here's the ideas and the resources and let's talk about it. Well, and the cool thing is, is how many sites that are out there for different skilled people. I mean, now even in the CPA industry now, there is a site that one of my friends is doing where CPAs that want additional business can go and people can contract with them. I know we use Odesk and some of the other big sites ourselves to get people to do computer stuff for us. I know CR is doing other, using other websites, but be aware that there are a number of sites out there that if you have a skill, like if you're a copywriter, if you want to do videoing, if you want to do photography, that you can go onto these sites many times and be able to sign yourself up as a provider of those services. Yes, they're going to take a fee to advertise your services, but they can be a great way too to start getting money into the door immediately. Oh yeah, those I love those kind of sites like Fiverr and Upwork. I know a lot of freelancers use those sites, even developers, designers and illustrators, people make logos. I know somebody actually illustrates illustrations for books through Fiverr and you know they you can contract out their services. I actually use most of my website is maintained through a I have a resource on Upwork and he's 
really helpful is the best developer I found that besides myself, because that's kind of what I do in my day job, but I don't really have the time to kind of dig into my site like that. And he's been a godsend. So I love those kind of sites. Now, the cool thing about it too, on both sides, if you need the services in your business, if you're just getting started, it's a great place to get the services. If you don't, uh, you can provide the services. I mean, there's both sides of it. And we use it all the time just because it's we have a quick project and very similar situation. CR's too busy doing our videos, doing our articles, whatever it may be. And it's like, hey, we need help this week on editing this video. So we'll pop it out there. Somebody else will put it together for us. And they, we get it done, but don't have to worry about that long-term commitment of making sure they're getting paid every week. Yeah, great when you find a great resource on one of those sites and you're a repeat client and you're also supporting kind of their cause. <laughs> yeah, I know how that is. Absolutely. So what's the plan for you long-term? I mean, if you look at it five years from now for yourself, do you see yourself staying with a job and side hustling? Do you want to build a business to where all you're doing is side hustling? Where, where do you look at? Um, actually, I had recently just written a piece for Business Insider for the same thing about how in five years, both of my wife and I want to be completely independent from our corporate jobs, meaning you know, running our, our side business now is like full time. And I actually just had a conversation with my wife about how I really want to go part time at the end of this year. I'm trying to hold out for my end of year bonus, but I want to go part time so I can have more time to dedicate to I like to dabble to get it to more of a stable point where I can make the switch. I am hesitant to, of course, you know, make that full switch right now. I've read places before where if you make half of your current income at your job, along with a six month emergency fund stashed away, that would be a, probably a good point to switch. And I'm almost there, but I just, there's the big question of healthcare and the other extra benefits we get through my full dive job. Of course, my wife is full-time employed as well, and we could, you know, switch over the healthcare to that, but uh, I just can't pull the plug right now. <laughs> I really want to, I really want to, but I have to get my ducks like completely in a row because I don't want to, you know, there's that fear of failure, which of course I always preach. So you shouldn't, you know, I guess come from a place of fear, but I feel just more comfortable first going to the part-time and then fully cutting the cord, which should happen before the next five years. You bring up a couple of very good points though, as you talk about Daniela. Number one is making sure that you're wise and you're planning whatever it is that you're doing. And I think that's one thing oftentimes that happens is people get excited and they jump ship and out of emotion rather than logically thinking through and going, wait a second, I've got health insurance. Maybe I've got reimbursed costs from a cell phone or car or something that I'm getting that I'm going to lose all of those. I need to be able to replace those and they're not taking those into consideration or they're not considering the time. You know, the second big issue that you have is if you do something like you're doing where you're trying to build a following, it's the same thing that we do on our end. Those type of businesses are going to take you time. We can see these people out there that have a million followers and think it happened overnight, but it doesn't. It's something that's going to take you time to do and you need to make sure you've got time to put into it so you can stay consistent and allow that to happen. Oh yeah, absolutely. It is not an overnight thing. It's so funny how many people think that like, oh, I wish, you know, compare it to each other. Like, oh, you're, you have a hundred thousand followers. I only have a thousand. It's like, well, you just started, you'll get there. It's just, you know, yeah, you just gotta, gotta pace yourself and take it day by day and plan. Yeah, that's one of the biggest misconceptions of business that I think most people have is that it happens overnight. We see all these successful business owners and yeah, there's a few that has, but for 99% of the people, it's hard work. It's a lot of years. It's staying consistent. People ask me all the time, how do you get rich? Well, for me, it took 10 years. 
you know, I'm a CPA. That's where I made most of my money was by being able to be a great CPA. Well, I had to go to five years of school. I had to take two years until I got my license. And then it took me about three years to really get good at what I was doing once I gained all that education. Now, hopefully it doesn't take others that long and you know, doing what you're doing and building up a following, those things happen much quicker, but it does take consistency and it is going to take time to do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And a lot of self-investment, like, you know, investing in yourself to, for that education, you know, the resources for you to excel. That's something that I've been doing a lot this year and it's paid off immensely. You know, I was kind of hesitant at first, like, oh, I don't want to spend this money that I'm making. I want to you know, save it, invest it. But I like it investing it back into the business instead to grow it because that way I, I feel like I've grown so much more the more, I guess, money I've actually put into it. <laughs> yeah, and we all have a lot to learn and to be able to educate yourself, whether it's their books, podcasts. I mean, a lot of it you can get for free now. But I know myself, I, I travel all the time. And my favorite thing is to grab a book at the airport and read on a new topic. And it's great for me because it expands my mind, gives me new ideas, things that I can do on my own business, but also share with other people. So we've gotten to the end of the show. We're at a point oh, yeah. where we need, to, we need to end this. So why don't you let people know how they can get a hold of you, how they can follow you, and if they want to side hustle, how they can get the information they need so they can get these things going to help them improve their financial lives. You can find me at ilike2dabble.com or on Instagram. My handle is I like to dabble blog, all one word. On Twitter, it's Twitter and Facebook are just I like to dabble as the handle for those pages. And yeah, when you go to ilikedabble.com, uh, sign in on the opt-in, the first opt-in you see, and you'll get a bunch of nice, fun emails from me every week to help you on your side hustle journey. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been very great to talk about this topic. Again, one of our biggest ways of getting financially free is having people increase their income, whether it's through a side hustle through, or whether it's improving their job skills so they can get paid more. It's a great way to change your financial life without having to go backwards, which many times in financial literacy courses and financial planning, many times they want people to go backwards instead of really go forward. They want them to lower their lifestyle. And it's all about doing these things. So thank you very much for being on the show. I really appreciate you being with us today. Thank you for having me. So my name's Dave Hall. You have been listening to The Prosperity Gap. This is a show where we help take you from where you have been financially to the financial life that you should be. If you've not yet taken an opportunity to subscribe to our show, as we talk about different financial topics, different life topics to help you in your life so you can be better with your finances. And we're done. <laughs>